you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Andy Storch Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and to pursue fulfilling our true potential. And I imagine that many people listening to this show, uh, if you've listened to it, if you caught on, maybe you just like me, but most likely you are ambitious. Uh, like me, you want to achieve many things. You know that you have so much potential in life and that you want to achieve more. And sometimes that can cause you some frustration, right? Because you feel like you should be further along or you see what others are doing and you feel like you could or should be doing more or maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe you follow me and you think, how does that guy do so much? I wish I was more like that. Uh, and yet, if you follow meditation, mindfulness, uh, stoic philosophy like I do, you also have this pull the other way thinking, well, I should just be satisfied and grateful for everything I have. Should I even be ambitious and wanting more? Uh, is that being too greedy? That is the gist of a question that I received recently from a friend and a listener named Chris uh, up in Atlanta. And let me read you what Chris sent me. He said, I see that you meditate along with reading Stoic material. You also read a number of self-help business books that purposefully ignite a discontent to push one forward. I'm curious to know how you reconcile the seemingly contradictory idea of being content, accepting who you are and what you have, letting go of pull of identity present in Stoicism and much meditative practice with the necessary, quote, discontent that drives one to keep improving. When is enough enough? I have personally delved deep into both arenas and have never found the ideas to work well with each other if adhered to in their purest forms. He went on to say, I understand that people pick and choose elements of meditation or stoicism that do not present the contradiction. So I'm not assuming that the parts of the ideas can't coexist. Rather, I'm curious if you have ever personally wrestled with a sense of discontent between the ideas. Well, Chris, thank you again for this question. I think it's one that probably many ambitious people wrestle with, and um, I haven't struggled with this too much myself, but I can definitely see how and where some people might, and I wrote down some thoughts this morning during my early morning routine. Uh, if you know me, you know I am very uh, disciplined and consistent about my early morning routine, my miracle morning, if you will, that I learned from the great Hal Elrod in his book, The Miracle Morning. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it, um, and that includes meditation every morning, as well as uh, some visualization, some affirmations, reading, writing, and exercise. And uh, I have meditated now, according to my Calm app, by the way, I'm a big fan of Calm, but there are many other apps out there you can use for guided meditation. Uh, I have meditated 750 days in a row using the Calm app. So it's a lot of meditation, a lot of mindfulness. Am I good at it? Eh. Not that good. I feel like I'm practicing. I'm still getting better. I did two in a row of the 10-minute meditations this morning, so I did 20 minutes. Um, I probably could or should be doing more. And that right there is a microcosm for 
everything in life that we aspire to do because we could be doing more. Should we be telling ourselves that we should be doing more? That's the question. Or should we be grateful and satisfied with our current situation and not be striving for more? My answer to Chris and my thoughts on this is that it is a balance. There's a saying in Stoic philosophy that if you want everything you have, you'll have everything you want. And so there is some advice out there that you, know, you shouldn't want too many things. Now, I am very ambitious and aspirational. I know that I can achieve way more than what I have achieved to this point, but I'm also only 39 years old and I know I have a lot of time to achieve those things and I'm hungry to get there, but I'm not, uh, I'm not longing for stuff. You know, I don't want, need a nice car or a nicer house. I mean, I like those things. They're nice. It would be cool, but those are not the things that are going to fulfill me. So Stoics might believe you don't need to worry about opinions of others or get wrapped up in wanting stuff more than you need. And that I think can serve both sides. Now I mentioned it's a balance. Let's say in this circumstance, there are two sides to this coin. One is the highly ambitious hustle nonstop to get the things that you want, aspire for greatness and never stop until you get there. We'll call that the Gary V side. So for anybody familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he's the president of uh, VaynerMedia in New York. He's known as Gary V. He's prolific all over Instagram, YouTube. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it, he is there. And I'm a big fan of his. I listen to his podcast uh, and I take a lot of inspiration from some of the things he says. So we'll call that the Gary V side. And then we'll say the other side is the mindful Zen life of being completely satisfied with your life and grateful for everything you have and not really needing to impress anyone or to aspire uh, to it. You don't need to achieve certain things uh, to feel like you have earned your position in life, you're great where you are. You're perfect where you are, and you're happy, you're content, and that's all that matters. So we'll call that the Zen side. Now, I talk a lot about mindfulness and gratitude and accepting life and being happy with what you have. So I can tend to be on that side, but is it okay to want more? Is it okay to be ambitious? And my answer is yes, absolutely it is. I'm highly ambitious and I aspire to achieve, achieve so many things. But I also recognize that life is about the journey and that we are fulfilled by challenge. And if we solely focus on the goal, we'll be disappointed with what we see when we get there. So I think the key to this balance right there is to aspire to achieve great things. Uh, most of that comes from this realization that we as humans have such high potential that many of us are not fulfilling. And I'll get to that in a minute, but not be so solely focused on the goal that that's all we care about. And we're not caring about the journey. We're caring about the goal. And then once we get there, we're most likely to be disappointed. We'll either not celebrate, we'll move right on to the next goal, or we'll get to the top and we'll find out there's nothing there. Uh, there's a quote my mentor, Vincent Buglese, likes to use from, I believe it was from John Mellencamp, uh, who said, I've been to the top and there's nothing there, right? It's like you aspire, 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 aspire to get to the top. I want to be rich and famous and drive a Ferrari, a really nice car and live in a big house. And I want to have, you know, uh, 
10,000 followers on Instagram and people that follow me and money coming into my bank account. But then what? The question is why? Why do you want those things? And will you really be fulfilled when that happens? Probably not. The truth is that fulfillment comes from challenge. It comes from overcoming adversity. It comes from working on things that you enjoy. It comes from helping people. Um, it comes from not just achieving those goals, but you know, it comes from work. That's why people um, identify with the work they do. Now, a lot of people hate their jobs and they're not very fulfilled. They still identify with it, but when people do love their jobs, they're really filled up, they're really fulfilled. It's why so many people will keep working long after retirement age, even if they have plenty of money, because that work will often be fulfilling for them. It gives them identity, it gives them purpose. So it's okay to be ambitious. And if you don't have those things to work on, then there's a risk in getting to the top and finding nothing there and then seeking out other avenues for your happiness. So this is why I think my, my theory, I haven't studied this that much, but this is why you see celebrities and famous musicians and bands and um, uh, sports stars sometimes who are doing drugs, you get caught driving drunk, uh, they are uh, doing seemingly stupid things. When you look at it, you're like, why would you do that? Why would you ruin your life and your career? You have everything going for you. You're making so much money. You're famous. People love you. Why would you do those things? Because they get to the top and there's nothing else there. They don't have anything else to achieve. And so they've got to find other ways to get their kicks, right? Get their high. And a lot of us don't realize, we don't appreciate that the hard work that we're doing is what's actually fulfilling us. It's actually our journey to get there that is often the most fulfilling thing and we don't stop and appreciate that and stop and be grateful for that and notice how far we have come. Because if you ever stop, for those of you out there that journal, and I write in my journal almost every day, um, it's easier to go back and look, but you can always look back at old pictures of where you were a year ago, where you were three years ago, where you were five years ago, in your career, in your life, in your marriage, and have you improved? And if you have, then that's something to be really proud of. That's something to be proud of and excited about, and then you, you move on to what is that next goal? What is that next thing that's gonna fulfill me, um, that's gonna keep me going? And let me get back to the Chris's question, because uh, he went on after I gave him a, a shorter answer than what I just gave you about the balance, and he said, I find myself rotating between mindsets instead of embracing both simultaneously. During one period, I am discontent with my situation. So I push myself hard to learn and grow. Then I have those existential moments when I question the ultimate purpose of those pursuits, which then leads me back to the alternate period of embracing classical stoicism or Buddhism in order to ground myself and be happy with where I am and who I am in the moment. I Chris, I definitely get this. I think, I think it's great to want more. I think we have so much potential as humans. Most people don't live up to their potential, not even close, because most people are drifting. If you've heard me talk about uh, the book by Napoleon Hill called uh, uh, Outwitting the Devil, which I learned about from hearing uh, Dominic Cortuccio on other podcasts, and then I had him on this podcast a while back. By the way, if you have not listened to my interview with Dominic Cortuccio, go back and listen to that interview. 
It's fantastic. He talks about why most people are drifting and how to take control of your life, how to live life more intentionally, something that I am so passionate about. Now, most people are drifting. They are not even thinking about these things. I mean, Chris, the fact that you and other people are thinking about this stuff puts you miles ahead. And I think it's good to be uncomfortable and want to achieve more. I am not, I, I realize I'm, okay, so I'm trying to keep a very humble mindset and I'm genuinely surprised when people tell me that uh, they listen to me, that they're a fan of my work, that I'm this or that and I'm the man or whatever. I'm coming to terms with that and I really appreciate it uh, because it's what I wanted, right? I want to be someone who helps and inspires people um, that people want to listen to. And so I appreciate that. But am I, and here's the, here's the balance. Am I where I want to be ultimately in life? No, definitely not. I'm ambitious. I want to achieve more. I want to be able to impact the lives of millions of people. I want to be on big stages. I want to be speaking. I want to have, you know, popular shows, podcasts, radio, TV, whatever it is. If I really think about it, I want to be organizing big conferences and I want to be recognized for someone that connects people, that helps people all over the world. That's that, you know, I've really like even said that out loud before. That's something that I really want. So I'm very ambitious. That is what I want. But am I dissatisfied with where I am right now? Absolutely not. Like I said, I'm 39 years old. I've achieved a lot up to this point. Um, and I know I have time to achieve more of those things. And it's okay to be uncomfortable, to want to achieve more. The problem or trap is when we start comparing ourselves to others or thinking that we should be in a different place. And when I read Chris's question and comments, what I'm reading is the discontent, the unhappiness comes from comparison. It comes from believing that we should be somewhere else. When we look at an old classmate or a colleague that is, you know, around the same age or we came from the same position at some point and you feel like they've achieved more than you have and you start to feel bad about your own position, that right there is the trap. That is the trap that gets us all in trouble. It's comparison to other people instead of comparing ourselves. When you're working hard towards goals and you're able to look back at where you came from and see what you've achieved, that's when you can feel satisfaction and pride. When you look at other people and what they've achieved and you feel like they've achieved more, that's when we start to feel bad about ourselves. Now, here's an example of this um, that I wrote down this morning. Um, so I follow many thought leaders, influencers, podcasters, um, tons of different people, right? Two examples are uh, Hal Elrod, who I already mentioned, who is the author of the Miracle Morning series. He just came out with a new book called The Miracle Equation that I'm reading right now and absolutely loving it. I highly recommend it. Go check it out. I'm a big fan of Hal's and his work, and he has accomplished so much, and he is the exact same age as me. We're both 39. I think he's the exact same age. We're within a few months, I'm pretty sure. Another example, John Lee Dumas, host of the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast or EO Fire, uh, which is listened to by, uh, I don't know, millions of people. Uh, his income statement is online. His podcast makes over $3 million a year. He lives this luxurious life in Puerto Rico and gets to travel and et cetera, whatever. And uh, I've met him a few times. He is also the exact same age as me. I think he's two months older than me or something like that, or one month older than me. We're the exact same age. 
it's so easy for me to look at them or it would be so easy. And I've done this in the past and be like, wow, we're the same age. This guy, Hal has sold millions of copies of a book and impacted millions of lives. This guy over here is making $3 million a year from a podcast. I'm not doing either of those things. What the hell is wrong with me? Right? Should I feel bad that I haven't achieved what they have in our first 39 years? Or can I learn and be inspired by both of them? Aspire to be more like them in some ways and yet still live my life and do things my way. Because you see, we all have different backgrounds, different experiences, different parents, different spouses, different kids, different cities, different living situations, different financial situations, um, different influences in our lives. And I want you to know this, if you're listening right now, that you are exactly where you need to be right now. Every success and failure you have made in life has been part of your journey to get to this point. Every success and failure you've had up to this point has been part of your journey to get to this point. It's something that you needed. And that means you can draw lessons from everything you've done and make changes and improve your life. But it doesn't mean that you get to worry um, about other things, uh, what other people are doing. The best thing you can do is take inspiration from them, learn from their successes and failures. We cannot get caught up comparing ourselves with others or regretting the decisions we made in life. Have we all made dumb decisions? Yes, I have. I often have looked back and thought that I wasted most of my 20s because I was working jobs that I didn't really uh, care about. I was going out and partying and drinking a lot with my friends. Um, I wasn't reading or studying or learning. I didn't know anything about personal growth. Um, so I wasn't doing a lot of things that I'm doing now. Was that a waste or is that part of my journey? And if you're someone who tends to regret some of the bad decisions you made or the way you lived your life in the past, uh, maybe you've made some really bad decisions. Maybe you've had breakups or you've hurt people or you've uh, effed up and gotten fired from a job or you've missed business opportunities. Um, whatever it is, is there any point in regretting those things? Is there any point? No, there's no point in regretting the mistakes you've made in the past. And there's no point in getting upset about the things that have happened to you. Now, for instance, my friend Chris, who sent that question in, I know, I happen to know that he recently got laid off. And so he's probably at a point of introspection where he's wondering where he's going with his life. And it's easy for someone in that situation to go get angry at their past employer or angry at themselves for maybe doing some things that didn't set themselves up um, to keep that job. Maybe he made a mistake along the way and pissed his boss off. I don't know. I'm not talking about him specifically anymore. Um, but we can always, the point is we can always look back and go, oh, am I, did I screw that up? Did I make those mistakes? I really wish I hadn't acted that way. I wish I would have talked to that person. I wish I would have invested in this business opportunity. Um, those are uh, Gary V going back to the Gary V side of things. He's very big on own your losses, move on. Don't worry about them. Um, they're your L's. He calls them. Uh, he owns his, he always talks about how he had an opportunity to invest in Uber early on and he passed and that that investment now would be worth billions of dollars and he owns it. Right. He's like, that's my L that's my miss, whatever. I made the right decisions for me at the time. And I learn from that and I move on. And no one can give him a hard time about that because he already, he already owns it. So what I'm trying to say is that 
there will be many opportunities to compare yourself to others. There will be many opportunities to make mistakes and may have regrets in life. But there's really no point in doing those things that if you focus on yourself, you focus on your goals and what you need to do to achieve them, uh, and then take the time to look back at what you've accomplished, on uh, where you've been, where you've come from, how far you've come, the changes you've made, and what changes you still want to make, and be grateful for everything you have. Because you do have things to be grateful for no matter what your situation looks like. You probably have some family, you probably have some friends, you have people in your community, you probably have a little bit of money in the bank, less than some and more than others. And you know what, in terms of accomplishment, career, finances, whatever, you've accomplished more than some people and less than others, and it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be someone ahead of you who has achieved more, and there's always gonna be someone behind you who has achieved less. I was just interviewing uh, this really successful uh, speaker and coach, Whitney Johnson, the other day for my other podcast, The Talent Development Hot Seat, and we were talking about this because he, she said um, that she had done some work with Marshall Goldsmith, who's a very famous executive coach, and that he now does you know, limited coaching for people, but he charges uh, like $100,000 or something like that that sounded just really expensive. And it's crazy because there are, I know a lot of aspiring coaches out there who would be happy to coach you for $500 a month, right? And Marshall Goldsmith is charging like $100,000 a year. And, and she talked about that in terms of like, he's this really successful coach and he's so successful and sought after that he's very expensive. And so he's farther ahead than all these other coaches, right? So, so many coaches could look at him and be like, well, I wish I was Marshall Goldsmith. You know, I wish I could be like him or they could take inspiration from him. Here's the thing. He's not even the furthest along because my response to that was, oh, that's cool. Um, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, and I heard that if you want to work with him, uh, you have to pay him a million dollars a year plus a percentage of the profits in your business because he's going to help you grow your business. Whoa, that's 10x what Marshall Goldsmith, and I don't know what the actual numbers are for these people now. I haven't reached out and tried to hire them. But the point is, there's always someone ahead of you. There's always somebody behind you. And instead of comparing yourselves to them, both sides, right? You compare yourself to the people ahead of you, you feel bad, oh, I wish I was further along. If you compare yourself to the people behind you, um, yeah, you can do that to make yourself feel good about yourself. But is that the right way to do it? I, I don't know, I don't think so. Instead, take inspiration from the people ahead of you and reach your hand back to help the people behind you. Um, I just interviewed Ben Kaloy for this podcast, it'll be coming up soon. And he talks about the barrel of monkeys. The monkey's got one arm up and one down to reach for the people above them and help the people behind them. Now, here is a piece of a, uh, a reminder that comes from both sides of the coin. We talked about the Gary Vee super ambitious side and the stoic uh, Zen side of like be satisfied with what we have. And that is that we are all going to die. It's true. You might try to avoid thinking about it. I don't think about it that much, but it's a fact of life. We were all born and we're all going to die. Now, I don't know when. Some of us are going to die sooner than others. Some of us are going to die in our 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, with technology and medicine and improvements in lots of things these days, uh, I've heard that the first person to live to 150 might be alive today. 
So we don't know how long you're going to live, but we do know one thing is very true, and that is you are going to die. Now, when Gary Vee talks about this, he says it to motivate you to take action, to starve your fears and follow your dreams. Same thing I talk about. Basically, stop worrying what other people think about you and go take action because at some point, you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to look back and regret the chances you didn't take and then you're going to die and none of it is going to effing matter because you're going to go back to um, being dust. As the Stoics would say, uh, you started as nothing and you'll end as nothing. Uh, so why do we make such a big deal about every decision that we make? Um, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're all going to be uh, dust at the end of the day. Sooner, um, so stop worrying about what other things others think about you. That's the thing Gary Vee would talk about a lot uh, and take that chance. And here's the question I once got from a friend. He asked, would you be satisfied if you died right now? Or if you died right now, would you be satisfied with your life? And I was thinking about this again this morning. It's been a couple of years since I got that question. And I think I'd be disappointed because, I, well, first of all, if I died right now, I, would I get the luxury of being satisfied, dissatisfied, or disappointed? Not really, because I'd be dead, right? Um, and of course, there are different beliefs about what happens after that. I'm not a very religious person, so uh, I don't necessarily believe I would be uh, looking down from heaven and thinking about this, but I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I can tell you one thing. Here's my reaction. I would be disappointed because most importantly, I want to see my children grow up. I want to see what they become. I mean, it just, when I start thinking about my children and um, the things they're learning and doing and what they could become, uh, it almost brings tears to my eyes just thinking about that. And so I really want to see what happens. I mean, they're my life, they're my everything. And I also feel like I've been living life full out with no regrets. And because of that, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to achieve, but I've been living life full out with no regrets. So because of that, I think I'd be satisfied. And I told my friend this a couple of years ago, I said, yeah, I would be satisfied with what I've achieved to this point. And that actually made him angry. He felt like I shouldn't be satisfied. And he's, and that I, you know, I'm, I'm not being ambitious enough. And that I, so there's the contradictory, right? Between the one super ambitious side and the stoic philosophy of, you know, be satisfied and grateful with what I have in life, that I'm perfect the way I am and I have everything that I need to get to where I am. Now, he doesn't have, that guy doesn't have children. He, he lives a little bit different lifestyle than me. He's highly ambitious. Um, and so it's a little bit different, right? Everybody is different. You get to live your life however you want. But I can tell you this, that if you spend too much time thinking about the future and not enjoying the present, you, you, you risk missing the present. You risk missing the journey. You risk missing everything um, that has happened. And the flip side is if you spend too much time being so present and grateful for everything that you have now, and I have a friend like this, uh, my friend Ken in my mastermind group, he's such a happy guy. He's got five kids. Um, he doesn't have that much money, and yet he loves his life. I mean, I, I love his outlook, but his trap is he gets too caught up in the present moment and doesn't think big enough about the future and what he could achieve and make a plan of action of how to go out because he does want to achieve more. He has dreams, but dreams without a plan uh, are just dreams. 
They're really nothing else. And they're never going to happen unless you make a plan and start taking action. On that note, on that note, I want to read to you uh, the passage from today's Daily Stoic. Now, I've been talking a lot about Stoic philosophy. If you're not familiar with this, uh, you know, the Stoics are, you know, essentially uh, Greek, Roman uh, philosophers from long ago who wrote down their thoughts on philosophy and this idea of Stoicism. And there's a great book that I read every day called The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. And uh, Ryan has taken the time to organize quotes, one for each day, and then give an explanation of those. And for me, I am not, again, I'm not a very religious person. So The Daily Stoic is my Bible. I don't read the Bible. This is my Bible. I read it every day with my kids. They're young. They don't really care about it, but I want to be in the habit of doing that anyway. And I want to read you uh, the passage from May 2nd, which is the day I'm recording this. It's called Be the Person You Want to Be. First, tell yourself what kind of person you want to be, then do what you have to do. For in nearly every pursuit, we see this to be the case. Those in athletic pursuit first choose the sport they want, and then they do that work. And that's from Epictetus. And uh, Ryan's explanation is, an archer is highly unlikely to hit a target she did not aim for. The same goes for you, whatever your target. You are certain to miss the target if you don't bother to draw back and fire. Our perceptions and principles guide us in the selection of what we want, but ultimately our actions determine whether we get there or not. So yes, spend some time, real, uninterrupted time, thinking about what's important to you, what your priorities are, then work towards that and forsake all the others. It's not enough to wish and hope. One must act and act right. So the point is that be happy with what you have, set big goals, dream about what else is possible, uh, and then make a plan and take action. That is the most important thing. I wanna finish uh, with, by tying all of this together, with a metaphor I was just thinking of involving our children. So if you're a parent, you have a goal of raising great and responsible kids, teaching them many things, helping them to turn into successful, responsible adults who enjoy their lives, and that's a big goal. You want your kids to grow up to be successful, responsible, healthy, um, not get caught up in gangs or drugs, or um, you know, have a teen pregnancy, avoid all these bad things, and be really successful in whatever that is to them or whatever that is to you, um, really have them be happy and, and be able to pursue their dream. What you also know is life about the, is about the journey. Uh, you wouldn't be fulfilled or satisfied if you could flip a switch and hit that goal. That is, you know, my kids are three and five today. If you offered me a chance to fast forward 20 years and get to the point where my kids are adults and see that they're successful, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't take that for anything in the world. Why? Because, you know, parents say it always goes by fast and they wish they could have the time back when their kids were small. And I'm trying to enjoy every minute with my kids while they are this age and the next age and the next age and the next age because life is all about the journey. It's about that time with them. It's about seeing them learn and grow and all the challenges that come with it. You know, waking up in the middle of the night when one wets their bed or having one cry because they're sad because of something that happened at school um, and all the happy things that happen, the great conversations we have, see them learning things and achieving things. We wanna be there for that journey as parents, right? 
And many people who have gone through tough times, tragedies in their life, often say they wouldn't want to do it again, but they're glad they went through it because they got so much from that. They learned so much from that. So my challenge to you, no matter where you are in life, is to simultaneously embrace where you are, eliminate regrets and comparison, be grateful for all you have, and also aspire to improve and fulfill your potential and get the absolute most out of life. We are all capable of achieving more, much more than we have. You can definitely do more if you starve your fears and you follow your dreams. This week, my friend Lance Salazar posted this uh, thing on Instagram about uh, the book he's reading again uh, called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I'm also reading that book right now. Uh, fantastic story, great message. And he said it helped him realize that he could be doing so much more than he's doing. And I commented and said, yeah, I feel the same way. I know I could be doing more. And you know, he, I think, is inspired by me and all the things I do and said, wow, if you think you could be doing more, then I can definitely do more. And it's true. We can all be doing more. The question is, how much do you want to do? How much do you want to do? How much is enough? When is enough enough? It's okay to be satisfied and grateful with what you have. You don't have to be ambitious. You don't have to get to director and then vice president and then president and then CEO. Those jobs don't get any easier. In fact, they get harder and they take more time. Yeah, you make more money, but more money comes from more problems. It doesn't make your life better. But if you have big goals and you know why you want to achieve those, put a plan in place, go out and take action. Realize that life is about the journey. I know I am very grateful for my life, for everything I've achieved, for all of you, for you listening today, for my friends, and of course, for my family. I aspire to achieve so many more things than I've already achieved, and yet I'm so proud of what I've achieved up to this point. I'm so grateful for everything that I have. I am not worried at all about comparing myself to others because I know that's pointless. Now, let me give you a finish with a quick update. If you didn't see my posts on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah, I'm posting everywhere. I'm being prolific. Um, this, is, uh, this week is the two-year anniversary of this show, which started out as the Entrepreneur Hot Seat and then morphed into the Andy Stort Show. We have had over 70,000 downloads, and this show has done so much for me. I hope it's done some things for you as well. It started, uh, I also started the Talent Development Hot Seat, my other podcast, one year ago, and that has been amazing for my life and for my business. Both have uh, increased my network, increased my confidence, increased my awareness, um, and I've become so much more connected, networked, uh, grateful, uh, educated. Uh, I just, it's a million things that it's done for me, and I'm just, I'm so grateful. I am hosting a conference later this year called the Talent Development Think Tank in November, and that has all come from everything I've built, come from that talent podcast. And as you can see, I'm doing a lot of things, and I aspire to achieve more, and I truly believe I'm just, I'm really just warming up. This is only the beginning. And if you have that philosophy, right, for yourselves as well, no matter how old you are, even if you're listening to this and you're 75 years old, you know you still have some time left. What if you thought of it as day one? Jeff Bezos always says that it's day one at Amazon. He's just beginning because the second you think it's day two, you're getting complacent. So what if you just think of it as, yeah, I've achieved a lot. 
I'm really, really happy with where I am. I know everything I've done up to this point has been part of my journey and I'm grateful for the wins and the losses and I'm glad to be where I am right now and I know I can achieve more. It's day one, here's my plan and here's what I'm gonna go out and do and here's how I'm gonna do it and here are the people that I'm gonna surround myself with, here are the people that are gonna inspire me. I hope this message inspires you. I hope that you will go out and set big goals and take some action and also be grateful for everything along the way. And I hope you share that with me. Post somewhere, send me a message, let me know. Uh, I appreciate you listening and I hope you have an awesome week. Cheers. <music>